The following is a Podcast One Minnesota production. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, you betcha, yeah. If it's made in Minnesota, who's making it and how? Yeah, you got that right. It's the makers of Minnesota, focusing on the products and services uniquely made in Minnesota, and conversations with the makers, entrepreneurs, and innovators in Minnesota about how they conceived of their products and how they brought them to market. With Stephanie Hansen, it's the makers of Minnesota. Hi, this is Stephanie Hansen, and you are listening to the Makers of Minnesota. And I am here with Catherine Hines, and she has a company that is something I'm really, I don't want to say excited about because that sounds weird. It's weird to be excited about grief and sad things. But I came across your company on Instagram, and right away I knew I wanted to talk to you because I think this is so needed. Your company is called Beyond Words. The website is beyondwordsco.com. And welcome to the program. Thank you so much. Yeah. Excited to be here. So um, my personal history, which I'd say some of this on the podcast, I don't remember what I've said because I've done so many, but I had I was diagnosed with cancer when I was 42 years old and had a double mastectomy and tons of chemo and radiation, and I was in treatment for a long time. And what was astounding to me was, A, all the stuff that people sent me, B, the weird stuff that people sent me and see this idea of like, wow, because everybody's trying to like be helpful, be kind, help you through a hard time. But what you do is you send um, boxes for the heartbroken. Yeah. And you can get heartbroken through like obviously trauma, tragedy. There's so many different kinds of grief. What these are, do you want to explain it? You probably will explain it better than I do. Yeah, absolutely. And I kind of hedge back and forth between gifts and care packages. Yeah. And it almost kind of feels um, a bit more in the lane of care packages. Yeah, I like days. that. Okay, we'll call them care packages. Yeah. So um, they're really intentional in terms of uh, the items that are in them to help support someone through a time of grief or loss in their life. So kind of behind the scenes, uh, every box has something to eat, something to drink, uh, some sort of self-care item in it. Uh, something to note, like a paper-based product, Mm -hmm. and then a soft good item. So they're really intentional about, you know, when someone's going through a a hard time or heartache or grief in their life, some of the things you forget to do. You don't eat protein or you're not drinking the right things or, you know, you're staying caffeinated and up all night and not getting the rest you need. So uh, I was really thoughtful and intentional about um, the types of products that were in the box to help people through that process in terms of a little bit of nourishment, a little bit of self-care, promoting rest. You know, some of the things that we know uh, could kind of fall to the back burner uh, during those really yeah. hard times, but really be supportive to help uh, folks get through them. Uh, and then as I kind of started refining that thought process a little bit more, it kind of the light bulb went off of there's really as we all know, different stages of grief Mm -hmm. and loss that people go through. So could we tailor those care packages to help meet those needs and kind of those distinct stages of grief? And so you have, uh, I'm just on your website, so there's box one, box two, box three. So box one is like for rest and calmness. And then you have a grief focus, which would be shock, numbness, or denial. So maybe the loss of someone in an accident or something. Box two is anti-anxiety, stress relief, focus of disorientation or yearning, maybe 
Uh, what would be a good example, do you think, where you would use box number two? So it um, Morikin is kind of going through the stages of grief. Uh-huh. So from start to finish, and we've simplified um, into three different stages. But as you mentioned, that first one, oftentimes there's uh, similar experiences in terms of that initial shock or denial or numbness of what might be happening. So um, certainly, as you mentioned, that could be the death of a loved one. It could be a medical diagnosis. Yep. It could be... In, you know, discovery of infidelity or affair. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of that first stage. And and as you mentioned, the focus really is on rest at that point. Um, the box itself is very subdued, very black and white, um, and then kind of moving into more of the stage of kind of that um, disorganization. So more chronic long-term stress and anxiety. So things in the second box, again, are very calming um, or uh, relieving of stress and anxiety. Mm -hmm. And then the third box is kind of we're moving up and out a little bit more into kind of renewal, reorganization, um, kind of growth. So the items in that box are a bit more refreshing. They're green, uh, they're minty, they're fresh. And we're kind of um, not that we're ever moving on, but kind of, you know, getting settled perhaps in in a new life. Yeah, in a new space. How much is a box? So they range. So we have kind of two lines. Um, the lower price point is at $54 per box, uh, shipping included in that for what we call a basic box. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the more expensive price point is $98 for what's called a beyond box. So um, additional items in those boxes. And tell me about how you started this, because there are lots of subscriptions and lots of boxes, but this was so unique and I've never seen anything like this before. Yeah. So It was um, born out of my own personal experience of uh, grief and loss. Um, So I uh, was happily married and had a little six-month-old baby at home at the time. And um, maybe the best way I'll describe it is uh, the abrupt discovery of a second life that my husband was leading. Yep. Um, And so everything from affair and infidelity. And if you were to ask me a question about it, the answer is probably yes, that happened. It was kind of... Um, all of a sudden, I was a bit in a lifetime movie um, that I never expected to be in. And um, it just was um, a complete roller coaster of a grief and loss process. Um, for... So you had a six-month-old baby yes. while this was all happening. Yes. When you look back on that, do you think you knew subconsciously that something wasn't right? Because they say that sometimes women know. Yeah, Um I didn't for the first, say, um, about year and a half of our, our marriage, but there was one or two small uh, kind of clues, I'll say, that all of a sudden tipped the scales within about a month. Yeah. Uh, so it was abrupt in terms of it, was, it wasn't it was anything that was chronic or ongoing. Yeah. It, it was very quick uh, to learn um, kind of an extensive just double nature of, of um, the life that my husband was leading. Uh, he had a career that took him away for extended periods of time to a different state. And so I was really kind of none the wiser of of what was happening, um, the reality of what was happening um, kind of across state lines. Are you the only person that you've heard of or that you know that has made a company out of such tragedy? (laughs) Because in some ways it's like, does that put you into that tragedy, into the tragedy and the grief and the loss and all the things that happen to you every day? It does um, in many regards, but 
with the focus of the company, it leaves me more on the supportive side of it mm-hmm. versus the dwelling on everything that that went wrong. And or... maybe empowered too to take sort of what was a crappy situation and try to make it into something good and useful for others. I imagine that feels pretty healing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, where it was born from and in my case, you know, I was at various support groups. Um, I was on various closed groups on social media. Yep. And it was a very you know, infidelity affairs in and of themselves for a variety of reasons. And good reasons are maybe not as uh, talked about as some of those other hardships of life. Right. So death, um, for one, very commonplace. It happens to everybody. Um, there's usually different traditions associated with mm-hmm. what happens with the death of a person through a funeral Etc. Um, you know, but when you start getting into things like mental health, depression, um, anxiety, postpartum depression, um, even things like pregnancy loss, now you're starting to kind of border and you're getting close to we don't talk about those That's as right. readily or as often, um, perhaps as death or, you know, even in some cases, medical conditions. So I think affairs, infidelity sit on the far end of the continuum of, um, and like I said, for a lot of good reasons, there's just not a lot of. Um, very outspoken groups support, right? right. Um, you know, there's certain small niches of it, but that's where I kind of found a home of we've got to find a better way to make it um, okay in many cases to support people going through this process because there's so much involved in it. And no matter how it turns out or how it ends, um, there's a there's a lot of emotion and, and roller coasters that go on for months and years that it makes it hard for people surrounding that person to know how to support them. Yeah, and what to do. So tell me the your your tell me the moment where you had this idea. Yeah. So um, it, it's actually twofold okay. in my case. So uh, one was um, I come from a very large family, so I'm the youngest of eight, um, and I really had the benefit of a great group of friends and a very large family to support me going through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I, I often got greeting cards in the mail and it kind of got you out of bed that day and it right. was a bright spot or, you know, a flowers or gift card. And it really, truly, I look back and say, um, those are some of the things that got me through it mm-hmm. on a day-to-day basis. Um, but in some of the support groups uh, that I was in, I certainly started to realize not everyone had that, you know, not everyone um, either had the benefit of, you know, a, a loving, supportive family or network of friends and or for many reasons, they weren't able to be as open or to talk about sure. what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what's the answer to support those folks, you know, to get through a time like this? Um, and then secondarily, you know, within those support groups and in conversations on social media um, with others, there were a lot of conversations of what got you through those first few weeks, you know, what got you through those first few months. Right. And there's very specific things. I mean, a lot of these women, we were forgetting to brush our teeth. We were forgetting, you know, we lived on yogurt cups. Like, sure. It's just it was enough to get out of bed and kind of know what to do with yourself that right. day. And so that was kind of the the piece that originated into being really intentional about what was in the, the care packages and the boxes themselves. When you had the visualization of what the, this was going to be, did you know it would be a box? Yes. I think so early yeah. on. Yeah, because it was that component of what were those items? What were those items that that you needed to get through right. on a day-to-day basis? So, yeah, I I knew to a certain degree it was going to be um to take some sort of the shape of items within a box, right. but I think as I've, 
you know, and planning and, and going live and those sorts of things, I think behind what's in the box, it's really truly the philosophy about being there for someone going through a hard time in whatever way you can. Right. And so for me, the items in the box, while they're thoughtful and they've been intentional, are really a means to start a conversation with someone you love sure. about how to get them through that hard time. And are you working another job or is this your full-time job? Uh, I'm working a full-time day job. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and doing this on the side. That's right. Yep. And or on evenings and weekends, which is when a lot of the entrepreneurs get started. That's right. Um, are you able to designate the time to it that you want or is it always a scramble? Um, I would say it's just moved um, more slowly than I, I'm a person who uh, does things rather quickly and, you know, I see it in my head and I want to get it done. And it's just, um, unfortunately, it's just because of, you know, the nature of uh, where I'm at and with a full-time day job and single mom, et cetera, that um, it has had to take place more on the pockets, you know, of available time. And so just for that reason, it's, it's just moved um, a bit slower than I would typically be used to. But I think I've also found the slower pace has forced me in many ways to be probably more reflective than mm-hmm. I otherwise would have been. Um, and I think the outcome actually has been better because of that. How do you market a product like this? Because it's not enough that you just have this box, but you have to find these people that are having these grief or embarrassing or shameful or whatever the words are, just uh, things they don't want to talk about. So how do you find people that want to buy this product in that cloud? Yeah. So it's a great question because from my vantage point, I was one of the people that was, you know, kind of suffering that loss. And But really, I mean, the customer base for this product are the people around that person. You know, it's the cousin, it's the coworker, the sister, the mother. um, So then it's everyone. Exactly. So it's like, do you know someone going through a hard time, right? And and for me, it was interesting because I started certainly um, in many respects kind of being an expert in my own grief, which was affair, infidelity, divorce, separation, custody, all the things that surround that. Um, But the requests that were coming in um, were more around uh, pregnancy loss Mm -hmm. as well as um, death and then medical diagnosis, primarily cancer. And so it was within the first few weeks of being on social media that I it just pivoted very quickly to say the audience is much broader than Mm -hmm. just, you know, the the personal experience that I had. Um, although that's kind of the heart and soul of where it originated from, it's very relevant and applicable to other types of loss. Right. And so it, it turned very quickly. And, and I can say, too, from a marketing standpoint, it was tough to describe that philosophy of regardless of the items in the box to, to be there in a loving and supportive way for someone. And the day that it really turned um, was the day that I had posted a picture of the boxes that I was mailing out that day with post-its of a I very... I just saw that post. Yeah, a very generalized idea of, of the destination of, of where these packages were headed and with some of the um, supportive messages alongside them. So it was you know pregnancy loss, death of a child, going through a difficult time. And I heard from a variety of people to say that was the day I got it. That was the day that I that I understood what these were intended uh, to do. And those have been the most kind of engaging posts where people 
all of a sudden the light bulb seems to go off of I can do something to support this person, you know, sure. regardless of, of what the hard situation is. Right. Um, are you is Instagram a primary method of marketing or are you on Facebook and Twitter as well? Or Pinterest, I guess. Yeah. So this um, at this point, just Facebook and Instagram and yep. then the, the company's website. So not up on Twitter at this point. Um, and really, my marketing and PR has um, really been through just an avenue of my own personal social media at this point. Yeah, because you've been involved with lots of groups and have probably met people along the way that are also having tragic things happen to them and yeah. trying to help each other out onto the other side. How long have you been in this journey? So I uh, started thinking about this business. I was uh, summer of 2016. So okay. it was very shortly after I um, had had discovered of um, kind of that second life of my husband at that time and was in and out of support groups really early on. So it's been a concept uh, since then. But um, really, my first press release went out about kind of the launch of the company at the end of May. Oh, so, so it's been new. super early. <laughs> yeah. So how very, many very have you new. sold? Do you know approximately? Yeah, absolutely. So I can no longer count them on my fingers and toes, which is great. <laughs> I was just going to say, that's great. So you're past that so, part. Yes, And do absolutely. you remember the first sale and what that felt like? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was it was one of those moments where it was like, it was just this um, bright moment of like, this is not a concept anymore and there's a paying customer. Yeah. And um, that was really amazing. It really, really was. Yeah. And when you uh, tell your friends and family about your business, how do you describe it? Um, so exactly that in terms of um, really a way to be supportive of people going through a hardship of grief and loss. Okay. Yeah. And beyond wordsco.com, um, do you think you will expand into like other types of boxes or I would imagine that's on your mind right now? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, a couple different ways that are kind of within the business plan, I suppose. Um, you know, Did right you have now, a business plan? Yes. <laughs> what was your What is your day job? Um, I actually am um, the executive director of a nonprofit uh, that focuses on uh, patient safety across okay. care settings in the state. Uh, but I just started that a couple months ago. Uh, so I previously came out of um, uh, academic health system as their director of patient safety. Okay. So that you have a business plan. I'm impressed. A lot of entrepreneurs don't do, take that step. And I think it's yeah. so important. Yeah. I, I'd say it's 80% baked, but it's... Yeah. It's and there. they always are and they evolve. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, my background has always been in, um, I say, keeping people safe and keeping patients safe in their healthcare journey. And um I've done that for over 10 years, and now um, I have this kind of new career in terms of keeping people supported. Yeah. That's what I say. So that is something that sort of runs through your being and is important to you just as a construct. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There was always the biggest irony to me that, you know, people would be seeking health care within our hospitals or clinics or, you know, delivery systems and instead would be harmed, you know, by the care that they were receiving yep. um, through errors and missteps in the process of delivery of care. And it just was, to me, very poetic that, you know, in the relationship that was supposed to be the safest, most loving relationship in my life was the one that ended up probably hurting me the most. Yep. Um, and so it's always been this kind of parallel nature of, of thinking through that and, and working through those. Um, when people ask you about your business, and this is a weird question to ask you, but so this is 
this traumatic thing happened. It's a life-changing event. You have a child with this person. You're going to be co-parenting for the foreseeable future of a long time. And you have this business that kind of keeps this thing front and center. Is that awkward? It's front and center anyway, if that makes sense. I mean, so it's it's one of those things that, you know, as I said earlier, I think if I can focus on kind of the positive um, silver linings Mm -hmm. of um, what got me through that incredibly traumatic, hard process and still does. Yeah, um, because it doesn't end. Correct. You have to co-parent and (laughs) figure out visitation and all that with somebody who you probably trust very little. Yes, absolutely. Um, So it's it's not always that it's, you know, front of mind or top of mind, um, but it's there and it's present. And so to be constructive about it and uh, to find a way um, to be supportive to others and in the way that I experienced is, um, I would say, an honor. Yeah, I love that idea. It's almost like, again, I think I've said this twice on this podcast, so I'm sorry for repeating myself, but you're definitely making lemonades, lemonade out of lemons. Trying. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm really impressed by the thoughtfulness of these boxes. I love this idea. I I can't, I don't want to say I can't wait to order one because that would mean it's at someone else's expense of their misfortune, but I am a person that really benefited from people reaching out to me in some pretty dark times, and I think this is a great way to do that for other people and to be helpful but not intrusive, to let them know you're thinking about them, all those things that you want to do and people just don't know what to do. Yeah, It is beyondwordsco.com. I'm really excited for you, and I can't wait to see your business grow. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Yes, absolutely.